0: Forever, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I remember when Bob came to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and spoke for us. That's the, that's the only time I think in my life that I God gave me a message in tongues. And it was about twenty-seven minutes long. I'd never spoken tongues before 27 20 minutes for a message like that. But uh, you know, when you get a message like that in tongues, and God won't let you loose and just keeps on and on. It was concerning winning souls. And when the interpretation went forth, but that was the first time I'd ever seen the Lord minister that strong in a message in tongues. I mean, he used me to speak the tongues out, but the Spirit of God began to minister and set people free all over the auditorium while I was speaking the message in tongues. It was so anointed, but he rose up in me. And uh, I guess it was two hours before we put Bob on, but it didn't make a difference to him. (laughs) Him and Shembach, they speak about two hours, and... Shambach—he had an altar call till one o'clock in the morning, I think. <laughs> so he prayed for everything that don't move. <laughs> uh, I mean, when Shambach prays for you, you've been prayed for. <laughs> really prayed for. But we had a good time with Bob in Gatlinburg. October the thirty-first, we're going to have a minister, special ministers' th- uh, conference there, with Doctor Kenneth Hagen and T.L. Osborne and his wife Daisy. Phil Driscoll, and myself, and I get Bob to come every time he can. He can't come all the time, but I tell you, we had a wonderful time in the Lord. But If you want to come to that, well, just call the Sheridan Hotel in Gatlinburg and make your reservations. It'll be October the 31st, this coming October. All right, would you bow your heads, please, tonight? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for what you did last night. We thank you for what you did for me last night. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We thank you for what you did for the people. And we do understand and know that that's the most important message that anybody will ever hear. It's the message of importance of worshiping Jesus. All of the messages, Lord, we understand is under that message. The message of worshiping Jesus. I feel so sorry sometimes for church members and pastors and churches that their people does not know how to worship God, never been taught to worship the Lord. I never was taught to worship god all the time i went to church when i was a child i was never taught to worship god but when you moved upon me several years ago and gave me that message this church the body of christ and the churches are sadly lacking when you told me that in their worship service they spend no time little little time or sometimes no time worshiping me they have services They have their own doctrines, they have their own rules, but they spend very little time and some of them no time of worshiping God. And they have to always operate in God's permissive will somewhere out there in God's permissive will and never get into God's perfect will because they do not have worshiping Jesus in their services and in their own personal lives. And what you told me, Lord, that any man or woman that would worship you in secret That you would give them everything they want out, out of the open openly just openly give it to them everything they want healing miracles financial blessings and i know lord that i am an example of that product of that promise because i don't have any needs i have none except wanting to win more souls for you you fulfill my needs I used to be possessed with the want having my needs met, until I learned to worship you. I learned to worship you in the morning, in the noontime and at night. I learned to worship you in bed, and I learned to worship you in the chair. I learned to worship you in the mountains, and I learned to worship you in the city. I learned to worship you by the pool, I learned to worship you walking. And since that day I learned to worship you, all of my needs have been met. All the nervous teaching left me. I have no more nervous days. All of my sad days left me. I have no more sad days. All of my nervous days left me. I have no more nervous days. All of my unsuccessful days left me. I have no more unsuccessful days. Don't never intend to have another one. Because as long as I live, Jesus, I will never stop worshiping you. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. And I want to thank you, Lord, for what you did last night to the churches across America when they begin to worship you and praise the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you, Lord, tonight for all the hearts and minds being receptive to this portion of thy word. Let them see now, Lord, tonight, that healing and miracles and faith is a gift to the body of Christ. Let them see that. Last night was so important for them to see. They must worship Jesus first. They must worship God and have no other gods before him. But tonight, let them see and understand that everything that you've provided for us through Christ Jesus, you've given it to the church. It's a gift, a total gift. They don't have to pay for it. It's already been paid for let them see that Lord let this message not brand itself on the inside of them that they'll know forever that it's a gift and all for free and we'll give you the praise we'll give you the glory for everything that's done in Jesus name everybody said together amen Amen. Amen. all right you may be seated blessed be the name of the Lord well I called my office today in Cleveland Tennessee and got a good report our Bible school chaplain is named Barry Taylor. And uh, they told me last night when the satellite went off that they began, that Barry got up and began to lead the students, our seven week summer course that we have every summer at our Bible school. That he began to lead the people in praise and worship to the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, this one would get up and go play the piano. The Holy Ghost performed a band. Another one would get up and go play something. And they want to get up and go play the guitar different ones would come, and this would begin to sing, and and there's a girl that works in our campus ministry named Glenda, and she's there, and she'll sing anything that don't move as long as she got breath, and she began to sing, and they began to worship and praise God for over an hour, they said, in the auditorium after the satellite went off last night. Worship and praise God for over one hour. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, just keep it up, students. Week after next, we have our Starting the first week in August, we have our camp meeting in Cleveland, Tennessee. We'll just turn you loose. So let the Holy Ghost band form, and I'll turn you loose all week. Praise God forever. I tell you, when God puts a band together, it's, just, it's the best kind. God put this band together, right? That's right. Kenneth Copeland Band over here. Give him a hand. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How, what causes Jesus to perform miracles? That's the head of our seminar this week. What causes Jesus to perform miracles? Well, there's all kinds of miracles that that God performs. God, you have to understand this, that God is a miracle-working God and always has been, always will be, and He is right now for you. But He only, He only is to you what you believe Him for. I have never believed god for anything that i didn't get that is if i would believe him long enough and my faith would not waver never have I ever believed him for anything that i wouldn't get i mean anything he promised you in the bible you have to understand your believing has got to be scriptural you can't just go along believing. oh well i believe god for ten million dollars for next friday well forget it (laughs) some of you would backslide if he gave you one million so he's not going to give you ten million dollars for next friday I'm talking about promises that's written in the Bible that He has promised you. He's promised you. He will perform that for you, and He'll give you that kind of a miracle, that kind of a healing. And it's all a free gift, my brother and sister. It's it's all free. Real quick, I want you to turn with me, please, to the chapter 21 of the book of Matthew. Chapter 21 of the book of Matthew. All right. When you turn down to Matthew twenty one, twenty one, I want you to look up here at me, the local audience. And all the way across America, I've got something to tell you. When my daughter had gross on her and I prayed for three years, and I could not get them to they would not move off of her body. I kept seeking God for the truth. And I sought God for the truth. The Bible says that. People are made to prosper as long as they sought the Lord as long as you seek God you'll always prosper if you don't know something then seek God and find out the truth and so I begin to seek God because I've been praying for a long time well I mean how would you like to have a child with forty-some growths on her body they've been on there for years and they'd break open and they'd bleed and everything else and she had the ugliest hands of anybody in high school and I knew it would take a miracle from God, but I didn't know how to get it. I kept praying and praying and trying to pray and pray and pray. And I began to seek God for the truth. I, I saw real quick, like, that my prayers was not working. And I began to seek God for the truth. I mean, I prayed for three, several, several years. I could have kept on praying for ten more years and not have got that. She could have wound up having gross all over her. But I'm a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, and she lived in my house, and she's my own daughter, and I have a right to have a daughter that's normal. So I saw that my prayers wasn't working, so I just understand when your prayers is not working, always know this, that Jesus has the answer. So I began to seek God for the answer. I wanted to know the truth. And after I sought God, after I sought God for the answer for a long time, several months, One night I was walking through my living room when I got out of a service on Sunday night. and It was like I stepped into a white cloud. I just, I didn't know anything was going to happen to me special. I don't consider myself a special person more than any other Christian, believer. I didn't even know God did things like this. But of course the Bible says He does. Paul said, Paul said, 14 years ago, all of a sudden the man of God, there he was, just all of a sudden, there he was in paradise. All of a sudden. That same manifestation happened to me. I'm just walking across the living room like this. And just I took a step and all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, I begin I begin to descend out of my body and I begin to go up wherever God was. Paradise or heaven. Now one time I got to go to heaven and see something and see some things in heaven, but this time I didn't see anything. The only thing I knew that I was slipping out of my body and going into another world and uh, when I got in the other world far enough God began to talk to me and God said to me mm-hmm. how long are you going to put up with those growths on your daughter's body boy? it wasn't one of these things you know I love you son
1: <laughs>
0: and you're <laughs> and you're praying right son just stay faithful to me and keep on praying and one of these days I'll remove those growths from your daughter's body one of these days I'll make your child normal one of these days I'll make your deformed child normal one of these days I'll open up your blind eyes one of these days I'll stretch your crooked legs out just keep on praying and believing you know just keep on praying like you're praying and I'll do it no he didn't say that to me at all in no uncertain terms he said with a strong voice. I mean, strong. He said, "How long are you going to put up with those growths on your daughter's body?" He could ask, ask. He could ask every cripple in the world, "How long are you going to put up with those crooked legs?" And you'd go just like I was. You'd probably be just as stupid as I was. I went. I, 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 don't, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, 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 Besides that, I was scared for even being there.
1: <laughs>
0: I was, uh, was ready. I mean, God is so clean and so holy, you get close to Him and you just kind of flake out. <laughs> a holy awe comes up upon you like that, you know. And you say, Oh, the fear of God was on me for even being there and Him talking to me and me being out of my body. It's a strange feeling. It's a strange feeling to have your body standing in your living room and you're somewhere else. <laughs> and I said, my, 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 I don't know, Lord. I mean, I don't know what, what, what do you mean? What do you mean, Lord? Then I don't have them on me. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> that kind
0: of talking and that kind of believing really goes over with God.
1: <laughs>
0: he plainly lets you know that you're a bigger flake than he thought you were. I mean, at least God kindly thanks, I guess, that we believe Him a little bit. But you start stum- stammering around, you know, you don't know what to believe. You don't know what's going on. How long am I going to put up? I've been praying for years. And somebody comes along and asks me, how long are you going to put up with that? I said, oh, God.
1: You know, I've prayed so much now. My jaws are sore.
0: <laughs> well, he said, if you're... If you'll go curse those things in my name, they will die and disappear. If you'll believe and not doubt, just like the fig tree did when I cursed it, he gave me scripture. Talk to it. That's a mountain in your life. Talk to it. Tell it what you mean. Tell it what you want done. It'll obey you if you'll do it in my name. Curse the roots of those gross. They have no choice. They'll die and wither away and disappear. If you will believe and not doubt. And I said, yeah, 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 okay, all right. Yeah, sure. Uh 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 Why not? I've tried everything else. And when I began to slip back into my body, I mean, I went into where she was at and I cursed those dumb things in Jesus' name and cursed the roots of them. And about 40 days later, I kept on believing, and I refused to doubt. I kept on believing. And God's power moved in her room one afternoon when she came in from high school. They'd been on there for years, and she was hanging up dresses like this, and reaching back and getting another dress and hanging it up, and reaching back and getting another dress and hanging it up. And her hands, the ugliest hands I'd ever seen in my life, bleeding all over and split and gross, ugly gross all over. She's been on there for years, and she was reaching like this and hanging up dresses, and she hung up a dress and reached down like this and getting another dress, and she went, ah! She come running down the hallway, sound like a dresser or something, turned over in her room. She run against the wall. <laughs> I tell you, when God shows up, you might run against the wall. <laughs> Especially if you've been serving a God that you don't know if He's a miracle-working God or not. And you've just been going to church, you know, and singing songs and being nice. <laughs> when God comes and performs a miracle for you. You go, oh! That's what she did. Running against the wall, running down the hallway, holding her hands out like this, said, "Daddy, Daddy, this scares me. This is spooky, Daddy. Spooky, just scares me. Ow, ow, scares me. Look at my hands. Look at me, Daddy. Look at my body. Look at my body. I have a new body. I have new hands. Look at me, Daddy. All over my legs. Look at me. Look at me, Daddy. Look at me. I got new skin. Look at me." I knew it was going to happen until when because the Lord told me in heaven it happened the Lord told me in heaven he told me what happened if I believe it not doubt and I refused to doubt I mean I refuse to doubt now I'm going to tell you the real truth about the gospel whether you like it or whether you don't like it that's up to you but anything that God has promised you that you have not received is because because of your dumb doubting
1: Amen.
0: when I say dumb I mean dumb because. <laughs> Doubting in the eyes of God is just plain stupid. Did you ever stop and think it takes just as much effort to doubt God as it does to believe God? Why don't we human beings turn our faith loose on what God says, turn our mouth loose on what God says, and just step out boldly, just step out ruthlessly, and, and, and trust Him and believe Him? I don't care what He says, believe it. I know one time God told me with a crippled man, that come down the front of the wheelchair and I taught that night in Canada on you can have confession brings possession I mean you know you have to understand my brother and sister that God spoke the world into existence and, and, and your whole life is controlled by your tongue it doesn't make any difference what I get from God that's no sign you'll ever get it it doesn't make any difference what you receive from God or what you receive from God you can receive everything in the Bible from God but that's no sign your neighbor will ever get it but if you'll make up your mind to zero in on God's Word and believe exactly what you read and I mean take it away from the devil and from your relatives and from your friends that says well I don't know about this stuff you know I mean this stuff you know dear God you mean you, you believe God for new hands yes you believe God for new hands if you believe God for new hands will you get new hands only if you refuse to doubt you have to come to a place in your life that you totally refuse to doubt anything that God says yet the more ruthless you are the better God likes it the stronger you are and the more ruthless you are about it the more miracles that God will perform for you and he performs the miracles so easy and they come so easy and so it so quick as quick as you could bat your eye. Just as quick as you bat your eye. One moment, my daughter had ugly hands and ugly arms and ugly legs. The next moment, she had brand new hands, the prettiest hands in high school. New legs, everything had been removed off of her. All the gross, every one of them. Besides that, new skin had been put up on her.
1: Right.
0: As quick as you that's the reason. That's the reason that I'm, I'm, I'm wild like I am. You stand in your own house and see God come and do something like that you know you never get over it I mean you know it'll last you a lifetime you don't need about two or three of those I mean you don't need to see one every day I mean you, you, you just you, you see one or two of them and it, it'll last you for a lifetime you'll either get turned on to God or you're just as flaky as they come <laughs> if you can't leave God for a miracle after that I mean I don't know what you get what it could ever do give your own child new hands and new skin upon her. God is a miracle working God my brother and sister this is a scripture he used with me when he took me to heaven that time and talked to me about my daughter and performing a miracle for her. Now I want you to listen to this. You might say, Brother Noble, I have a deformed child. Well, God will make it normal. Really? I've been going to church for 15 years and it's not made normal. No, that's not the way you, make you get a deformed child made normal. That's not the way you get it made normal. <laughs> I, you have to show God. You have to seek God for the truth, my brother and sister, and you have to never doubt, and you have to go around talking like you mean it. I, I know a woman that drug a deformed child across the floor for three years, drug a deformed, every day dragged drag the deformed child, the, the deformed child across the floor, and say, in Jesus' name, I command you be normal. In Jesus' name, I command you be normal. I'm not giving you any choice. You can't stay like that. See, if you give that crooked leg a choice, it'll stay crooked and by you being silent you give it a choice it'll never obey you you being silent concerning that blind eye it'll never open no it won't it never open if blind Bartimaeus sitting by the highway side begging if he had not did what he did with his mouth and confessed what he did he would have died blind you have to you have to know what causes Jesus to perform miracles. If you don't know what causes Jesus to perform miracles, then you're not going to get any. You'll just have to live out the natural aspect of it, whatever it may be, and just suffer and live in God's permissive will in some phase of God's permissive will. But if you listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ says and know that your tongue controls everything about your life, your tongue to your life is like a steering wheel on a car. The way you turn the steering wheel that's the way their car goes what you confess what you believe what you make Jesus in your own mind and with your own tongue that's the kind of Jesus he is to you and if he's not the kind of Jesus he is to you that's in the New Testament then you're in the wrong my brother and sister you're not scriptural or you're doubting God somebody says uh, well I believe the Lord I believe the Lord and, and, uh, and you know and uh, brother Noble and uh, and, and I believe the Bible and I believe the Lord and it, it didn't work I said I know you didn't do it that's an abomination against God you old flaky thing you quit saying that <laughs> well the woman stopped me in a convention in Indianapolis Indiana I was teaching in the afternoon for Full gospel of business convention the Indiana convention and I come off the platform and boy I mean she stopped me she is fit to be tied after she heard me teach she's a real sharp lady about 38 years old looked like and boy when i come off that platform she stopped me in the lobby she said to me boldly she says, mr hayes i don't believe what you teach boldly i mean that's what she said getting bold about it well i never had somebody stop and tell me that because i try to stick to the scriptures closely and that's what she told me i said well what uh, i said you mean you don't believe the bible she says oh sure i believe the bible i said you mean i taught something that wasn't in the bible if my my sister if you'll tell me anything I've taught today that's not in the Bible, first of all, I'll repent to God. and Then I'll repent to you for leading you astray. Now tell me what I've taught this afternoon that's not in the Bible. Well, she said, I don't know. I don't know about that now. But she says, what you teach don't work. Oh, I said, you mean the Bible don't work? She says, no, I didn't say that now. <laughs> See, the devil's crazy. he's totally he's totally nuts just totally nuts well she says my husband I just said don't work my husband my husband died at 41 with cancer and and he believed that he that the Lord was going to heal him right until he took his last breath and I believed it and our neighbors believed it and we had thousands of Christians praying and they believed it and he died long as you believe that the Lord is going to heal you, you always die. The Lord's not going to do anything. He's already done it. You have to accept it on a faith basis. Faith basis. You have to accept all the Bible on, the, uh, on a faith basis. And she said, uh, what do you mean? And the Lord, psh, I mean brother, he shot a scripture in me so fast to give her because she is mad at me. I mean she was fit to be tied she was mad at me I don't mean just a little bit I mean she was angry because her husband had died at the age of 41 with cancer and there she was he hadn't been dead very long and there she was a sharp lady about 37 or 38 years old left without a husband and they prayed I mean they prayed and she said they prayed and they prayed and every friend they had believed and every pastor they had never full gospel pastor they had believed and they believed and they believed and they believed, and they, believed. And they believed and it is he died and so it, it just I just know it don't work for everybody I said, you mean to tell me the Bible don't work for everybody? You mean God wrote the Bible for some people but didn't write it for your husband? Well, Mr. Hayes, I'm telling you that I was there and I was there and it didn't work. And <laughs> the Lord said to me, just as plainly, told me to share it with her. He said, He never did, he never did talk to the cancer. And I said, Is that right? I said, lady, let me ask you a question. Did you ever hear did you ever hear your husband hold a conversation with the cancer? She said What? I said, did you ever hear your husband hold a conversation with the cancer? She says, What? When you say what like that two, three times, that means you don't know anything. She said, What? I said, did you ever so I read of the scripture, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. I said, read that. So I got her it. she opened up her Bible and she read it. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. I said, see that? See, there it is. She said, there's what? I said, there's your answer. She said, I don't see no answer. I said, read it again. Had to read it over several times. She finally, after a while, after I had to read it about five or six times, Finally, she broke and started crying. I said, you didn't know that your husband disobeyed the Lord Jesus Christ, did you? You thought he was the best Christian in town. And it cost him his life because he disobeyed the Lord Jesus Christ. Get this straight, America. It'll cost you your life, too. You disobey the Lord Jesus Christ, it'll cost you. God won't do anything for you. God won't heal you, and God will not perform a miracle for you. You start disobeying him. You're gonna have to find out for yourself, God said, I have sent my word to heal you. I've sent my word and my spirit to perform miracles for you. And he'll do anything for you. But you have to know how to get Jesus to do it. Last night's message to you, worshiping him continually on a continuous base. That does not mean every minute of the day. That means continually. It'll cause him, that way you'll find more favor with God than anything you've ever done in your life. When you spend time worshiping God, you'll find more favor with God. And you spend time worshiping Jesus, you'll find more favor with God than you ever dreamed that you'd ever find with God. God has to find favor in what you're doing, what you're saying, how you believe. You can't believe the Bible in the way you want to. You can't believe faith in any way you want to. Just think, well, because it happened to my relative and they were a good Christian, it just was not God's will. Look, the Bible is God's will. You can't judge. It's not fair for you to judge God and judge the gospel but but something happened to one of your relatives. That's not fair. It's not fair to God. It's not fair to Jesus. It's not fair to the Holy Spirit. It's not fair to the Word of God for you to judge God by, by what happened to one of your friends or one of your relatives. And I'm sure there's people out there that's got deformed children Children like mine was, well, you know, with knots and growths all over them in all kinds of shapes because this satellite tonight's going to over 700 churches across America. And uh, But I know a lady that took a deformed child. You said, well, do you, you ever see God make very many deformed children normal? No, you don't hardly ever see him do it. Why? Well, because God does what you do. God responds to you according to your faith. God don't respond to you according to my faith. God don't respond to you according to Moses' faith. He responds to you according to your faith. If you need a miracle from God, you can get one. This lady, she just drugged the deformed child across the floor every day, every day, and said, I command you in Jesus' name to be normal. I command you in Jesus' name to be normal. Then she'd drag him a little bit farther. I command you in Jesus' name to be normal, and she did that every day for three years. One night she went to bed, heard a noise in the other room, got up, and looked, and he was normal. God, God, had come and got in the bed with him and made him normal. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, do you think that might happen to my child? Probably not. No, I don't think it happened to your child uh-uh. I don't think it'll ever happen to your child not until you get your thinking straightened out and most people don't have their thinking straightened out according to the teaching of God's Word they refuse to talk to mountains they refuse to talk to diseases they refuse to talk to deformed children they don't talk to crooked legs they don't talk to blind eyes they don't talk that 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 thing that's buffeted you for years, that's a mountain in your life, why don't you talk to that dumb thing and make it stop? Amen. Talk to it. <laughs> talk to it. Jesus' name, talk to it. Jesus told me, he said, you better talk to them. Tell them what you mean, because they will spread, and you'll have, she'll have more than 42 gross. She'll have lots of gross. You better talk to them and tell them they can't stay on your daughter's body. You better talk to them. You better curse them in my name. You better believe and not doubt. And boy, I'd refuse to doubt. I mean, I'd refuse to doubt. I would not doubt. I would not doubt. I refuse to doubt. And I'm telling you from experience, it don't make no difference if your child is deformed, if it's got gross all over it, if it's got blind eyes. I am telling you boldly from experience that God will come to your house and go in the room where your child is at and make it normal. And put new skin upon the child. You say, do you think so? No, I don't think so. I know so. It happened to my child in my house. I know that Jesus will do it. I know that Jesus wants to do it. And the only reason he ever told me that was because I sought the Lord for the truth. I saw that my prayers weren't working. he would probably let me pray until my teeth fell out. I'd been praying for years and nothing happened. In fact, the longer I prayed, the bigger the gross got The longer I prayed, the worse she got. The longer I prayed, the uglier she got. But I began to seek God for the truth. I don't want this God in my house. I don't want this on my daughter. I don't want it. I want another truth. You do it in the Bible, Jesus. You do it in the Bible. I don't know why you don't do it at the First Baptist Church. Does he do it at the First Baptist Church where you went, Brother Norville? No, are you kidding? He He don't even do it in your church unless you believe it. I mean, you have to stand up boldly and recognize the Lord Jesus Christ as a miracle worker. You have to open your mouth without shame. And you have to call him a miracle worker. Many people don't understand why, how I could go around the country teaching the Word of God like I do, and in my ministry I have never made a salary. I don't need a salary. Are you kidding? I own 11 businesses. What do I need a salary for? I give my money to the Gospel. I didn't come to Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm not speaking to 700 churches for my benefit. I already know what I'm gonna say. I came for your benefit. You understand that? Whatever money Bob gives me, I could use for the Gospel. I don't even make a salary for my ministry. Never have made a salary. Don't want a salary, because I don't eat much anyway. But when the lord began to come to me and call me and begin to unfold the bible to me and set me in the office of the teacher now tomorrow night i told you before and if you listen to me you can see great things happen tomorrow night you'll see them happen tonight but tomorrow night you're going to see something supernatural happen but if you don't believe what i'm telling you if you just nonchalant and say oh well oh well you know oh well oh well and you stay home oh well you won't see anything god don't perform miracles while you're watching gun smoke Well, he <laughs> but I'm just telling you that the Lord called me to teach the Bible and set me in the office of a teacher. He said, son, I want you to teach the church how the Word of God works. You teach, you teach. And he unfolds it to me. Larry and Vicki traveled with me for nearly a year. They know that the Holy Spirit un- works, works all the time. I mean all the time not part of the time he works all the time continually and he'll work tonight it just so happened in my ministry several years ago God gave me a gift to get new hearts for people tomorrow night I'm going to teach you how he did that and you'll watch Jesus tomorrow night give people brand new hearts you say, do you think that he'll give them new hearts no I don't thank anything I know he will I know he'll give them new hearts when tomorrow yes tomorrow night Well, I'll put it to you this way. If I speak tomorrow night, he'll give them new hearts. What about if somebody else speaks? Well, probably not. Why? Why is that? Because the Lord gave it to me as a gift in my ministry. Now, he might give them new hearts if somebody else speaks. If Kenneth Hagin spoke to you tomorrow night, he'd probably remove all the knots off of your body because God's given him a gift like that in his ministry. God don't usually give one man over just about two or three gifts. It don't mean that I can't lay my hands on any, any sick person and you couldn't get healed or receive any kind of miracles. You receive a lot of kind of miracles. I don't mean that. The satellite churches don't know this, but last night here in the altar after the satellite went off, I was just praying for people, just gently, you know, just reaching out and touching them like Jesus did when they became, fell down before him and began to worship him. The Bible says he reached out and touched them like this, and that's all I was doing. Till I came to this woman over here that had bad eyes. And she said, I want, my, I, want, I, want, I want my eyes healed. And I took her glasses off. And I used to put my hand up on her. And the Lord let me know. Uh, his power was going into her. I said, standing right over here last night, I said, did you ever, did you ever see Jesus give anybody new eyes? And they, you know, or something, something, something similar to that. And all of a sudden, when I said that, God's power came down through me, went into her. And he knocked her flat, flat of her back one way and knocked me the other way. See, the bolder bolder you get about it, the more of God's power you get. If you don't ever tell a blind man, say, look, Jesus will give you new eyes, mister, do you understand that? If you you just say, well, I'll pray and we'll see what happens. (laughs) There ain't no use in you praying. and say, well, I already know what's going to happen. What? Nothing. (laughs) Usually nothing got to be no you got to do more sometimes than just pray i prayed for three years for my daughter she received nothing in fact it got worse but when god told me what to do and boldly talked to it and talked to that mountain talked to that mountain talked to that mountain talk to it talk to it run it off curse it in my name tell it to die get out go anything that you have tonight that's buffeting you a crooked leg a blind eye a bad kidney Anything that's wrong with you tonight, that you need a healing or you need a special miracle from God. The day that you get tired of having that thing and you come against that thing in Jesus' name and say, in Jesus' name, stop! And you begin to claim your rights in Christ Jesus. You're on your way right then to get a miracle from God. But as long as you just come and kind of float around and go to church and sing songs and be nice and just waiting on God to give it to you, I'm believing the Lord to give it to me in His own time. Well, I can tell you when His own time is if you're going to believe like that. Never. 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 That's not even the way to believe God. How do you get Jesus to perform miracles? You obey God. You obey the Word of God, first of all. Notice now Matthew 21, 21. If you haven't found it yet, forget it. You'll never find it. (laughs) I bet you thought I'd forgot it. I don't usually ever forget anything. Sometimes I do. Not often, though. The Spirit of God lives in you, you know. He can quicken your memory. Blessed be God forever. Matthew 21, 21. Notice what Jesus said. Right after he cursed the fig tree and it died. This is what he gave me in heaven. Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, Notice these words now. It's strong, coming straight from Jesus to you. Verily I say unto you, everybody say, Jesus, Jesus is, talking is talking to me. Well, now, I know that, people. Understand that he is talking to you personally. Get yourself out of the gutter, Christian. Quit living beneath your means and what's been provided for you. And quit st- stop allowing your mind to think, oh, well, you know, maybe the Lord wouldn't do it for me. You know he wouldn't do it. For I know he will do it for you. Rise up in Jesus' name and take it away from the devil. Rise up! Blessed be God forever. I started to tell you last night, and I just went one way there to carry me out of the building. Carried me to my motel room last night. Why? Because I was drunk. <laughs> drunk on what? I was drunk on heaven. Glory to God. I'll well, be nice maybe I'll get it again tonight
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you ought to see people's face in the hotel lobby when they carry you through the lobby <laughs> 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 I've had to drag me through the lobby funny looks is when they open up the elevator and people walk off and they drag you on the elevator <laughs> And people always, usually always say, Boy, he's been on one. <laughs> yeah, I've been on one all right, but not the one they're talking about. <laughs> Jesus said, Fairly, I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, look at me, congregation, that across America, look at me. Do you have faith to believe God for anything he says? Amen. If you do, you can receive. If you don't have it, then why don't you get it? Faith cometh to you by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He says, now here, verily I say unto you, if you have faith. Now notice that. Jesus didn't say you had faith. He didn't say that. There's one thing about Jesus. He's not a liar. He said, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which was done to the fig tree, but if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Now, most of you are not ready for verse 22, but you're going to get it anyway. <laughs> Notice what Jesus says. I mean, after this, you'll wonder if you're even saved or not. He says, the first three words Jesus said, and all things. That includes my daughter's honor. With gross her that includes your deformed child that includes your broke business that includes your crooked leg that includes that part of the body that you need to have fix it if that don't include everything when Jesus says all things if that don't include you then I can't read I don't even understand the Bible if it don't include you I am telling you boldly, my brother and sister, in this auditorium in Dallas, Texas, and all the way across America, Jesus means you. Right here in verse 22. Notice what he says. And all things. Notice the S on it. He said, son, you better show them the S. Because if you don't show them the S, they'll think that their case is too hard. Uh, they they will think that it's not my will for their case he says their head their mind tells them that which is unscriptural for them listen to their mind it's not scriptural I will do anything for them if they can believe it and not doubt and all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer believing you shall receive now always remember this as long as you live on earth if you didn't receive or anybody else you did not believe. Amen. For you to go around and in the face of God, after he tells you this, you go around on earth in the face of God saying, Oh, well, I believe, and, and, and I didn't get it. That's a lie from hell. You didn't believe, or you couldn't believe. You think Jesus is a Jesus said right here, Believing, you shall ask him prior. Believing, he said, you shall receive. There's no conditions to that. Now, listen closely, my brother and sister. If you ever put conditions on faith, you're whipped. I'm talking about something that God promises you boldly. Promises you in the Bible, it's rightfully yours healing, baptism of the Holy Spirit, a miracle for your body, a miracle for your children, miracles for your business. It doesn't make a difference. What kind of miracle you need? God's a miracle-working God. He's always been a miracle-working God, and that's the way it is. He's always been a faith God. He is a faith God. Always been, has been a faith God. Never will be any kind of a God except a faith God, and that's the way it is. Jesus has always been a healer, and He never has been anything except a healer for the sick, and He'll always be a healer for the sick. He's a Savior for the lost and a healer for the sick, and He'll work miracles for you, any kind of miracles that you want. It's all a gift, my brother and sister. Please, let me beg of you tonight. Accept this on a gift basis that God's provided through the Lord Jesus Christ for the church on a gift basis. It's all a gift. Faith is a gift. The gift of faith is provided for you. Healing is a gift. The gifts of healing. The gift of the Spirit. And always remember, miracles, working of miracles is the gift of the church. Totally a gift. I was speaking one night in Roy Stocksdale's church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Just teaching the Bible like this and all of a sudden a girl stood up out in the congregation just stood up. Four or five people stood around her, and I said what's going on? They said Norval, Brother noble Brother noble I said what's going on? And he says uh, uh, this crippled girl sitting here just got up. I said really? I said have her come up here. So a little girl about 14 years old come out and is trimming like this and crying walking down the aisle of the church and some young boy a high school boy look looked like he's about 15 or 16 walking with that looking at her legs. He said this is my crippled sister. I have to get in here, I tell you. This is my crippled sister. I take her everywhere. This is my crippled sister. And he's looking at her legs. This is my crippled sister. He said, I have to get out of the car tonight. This is my crippled sister. I have to go everywhere. This is my crippled sister. This is my crippled sister. And you look at her legs. So she's trembling and crying. And I said, Come up here, little darling. And I said, Tell him. I said, What happened to you, honey? She said, I, I don't know. She said, I was just sitting there. And you're teaching the Bible. I was just sitting there. And all of a sudden something warm began to go through my crooked legs and, and go through my body and it turned from warm to kind of hot and I felt power go in me. Hot power went through, went through my legs and my joints and so when I felt that power I just I made an effort to stand up on my own. I just tried to push my arms on the side of the seat and I started of push up like this and when I did I stood up and I looked down and I was totally normal. That's it. <laughs> That's called a gift of healing. Operating and functioning as a gift to the body of Christ. Working of miracles? Working of miracles, it's a gift, but you have to know it's a gift. When the axe head was made to swim, Lord Elisha said, Where did the axe head sink? He said, Right there. Axe head is tongue. Axe head, come forth! The axe head come forth and begin to swim on top of the water. A steel axe head. Steel axe heads can't swim. <laughs> That's what you call working of miracles, functioning. in the Old Testament. And Jesus in the New Testament. Jesus himself. How many? I don't want to send these people away. They've walked for days. They've been here with me for three days. And want me to heal. And I've healed every one of them because... Anybody that comes and stays with Jesus for three days, and you don't eat any food, and you want your healing that bad, well, forget it. I mean, he'll heal you. You might as well look for that. i have heal all of them, but I can't send them away. They'll faint in the way. Do you have any food? No, we only got four or five loaves of bread and two or three little fishes. Jesus said to the disciples, well, that's all right. That's okay. You give them to eat. And the disciples goes, huh? Well, when you say that when you talk like that to jesus he knows that your faith is not where it's supposed to be so he says to the disciples he tried if you'll notice in the scripture he tried to get the disciples to give them to eat and they said but lord we don't now but i told you we only have four or five loaves and triple little fishes anytime that the bible promises you anything and you raise up in the face of god and say yeah but i got news for you you're not going to receive you're not going to receive that but condition, but condition, and but condition will cost you your health, cost you your life. It could cost you your business. It could cost you your children. It could can, it, it can be real expensive just because you doubt God. Jesus had given them to me, and he, they handed him the, the, the bread and the fishes. He turned around and looked up to heaven. That's where all the help comes from is heaven. He looked up to heaven and asked the blessing of God upon it and turned back around by faith. Turned back around by faith, the same kind of faith the woman had that dragged the deformed child across the floor, and broke it, and began to give it to him, and broke it, and began to give it to him, and broke it, began to give it to him. Fed five thousand one time and seven thousand one time, plus the children and women took up twelve baskets full after they got through eating. That's what you call working of miracles. The bread is not there to feed five thousand all of a sudden. It's there. It's there. In fact, that's what you call. Hundreds and hundreds of miracles. Thousands of miracles. Every time he broke a piece through a miracle from God. Every time he broke a piece through a miracle from God. Isn't that really sweet to take a loaf of bread and feed five thousand people? Look down, you still got bread. Just keep, just keep on. Just keep on. Just keep on. And just keep on. And keep on. Faith. But faith works for you. Having faith to do that is your problem. Letting doubt come in to trust God. That is your problem and my problem. We have to take you better zero in on what the problem is, and get rid of all of your doubt. I thank you, the Bible. I was talking to Larry back there. Him and Vicki used to travel with me for about a year, and he said, "He said, Brother Noble, oh, he said I tell you, it's the best message I ever heard in my life." Well, I won't bring all of it, but I'll just hit the highlights on it for you. Hit the total highlights on it in the Old Testament. You know, some things in the New Testament are as the same as they are in the Old Testament, like love, prophecy both in the Old Testament and New Testament. Love is in the Old Testament. God's always been a God of love, and it's in the New Testament. Prophecy was in the Old Testament. Prophesying was in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. Faith was in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. Some things don't change. All of the nine gifts of the Spirit that's in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians for the New Testament church, every one of those gifts operated in the Old Testament, except two. Except tongues and interpretation of tongues the other seven gifts operate in the old testament god loved the human race so much he let them function before the holy spirit ever came god would just function him himself just do it himself and he had god had molded this woman to think straight in the second kings she was called a shudamite woman a handmaiden of the lord i tell you when you get molded into being a handmaiden to the lord you'll do anything for god it don't make no difference what it is You stop choosing jobs, you'll sweep the floor if it need to be for God. You'll pass out tracts. Anything the church needs to be done, you'll do it. God finds favor in men and women that will do anything for God. I worked in the city dump for seven years. When I showed God I'd do that, He said, "Uh, I'm I'm going to promote you. I I was satisfied with the Ministry of Helps. I didn't ask for no public ministry. But god let me know he said i've found enough favor in your dedication in your prayer and your faith that i'm going to promote you and i want your teaching to go out across the land and it will and it does and it has for years and it'll keep on he says i want you to write a book on faith about your mother's death and why she died with cancer 37. the first book i offered on my book table out there was your faith can heal you I've authored some 28 books now. And that was the first one I authored. I told God for two years, I don't want to write books. I don't want to write books, God. I just want to. I just want to do, be, I just. I just want to be in Your will. I don't want to write books, God. I want to be in Your will. That's what you call stupid. <laughs> but I began to write. I wrote that book and then another one and then another one. He said, I want you to make tapes and write books. He said because I'm going to bless them big, bless them big. Sometimes I go to one meeting and sell twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars worth of books and tapes. I tell you when god tells you something even when you don't have a book god says if you'll write books and put out tapes of the teaching i give you i will bless them big son can you imagine god said to bless something big well when god says big he means big i cannot believe in one meeting somebody would buy 25 or 30 thousand dollars worth of my tapes and books but they do it because god says i am going to bless them big but i get letters all through my office all the time all through my office all the time and i think the sweetest letters i get Said, Brother Norman, when I read your books and I listen to your tapes, they make me want to work for God. They make me want to pray for the sick. Y- your tapes build me up and they make me want to cast out devils. I said, glory to God. Get them, Jesus. Get them. <laughs> Get them. Get them. Get them. Get them. Get, em. Get em. And then the Bible, the shootabout woman, she uh, had become a handmaid of the Lord and Elisha would pass by and she says oh there's a man of God a man of God I'm gonna I'm gonna do something for him and she'd bake him bread and he'd come in eat the bread rest for a while and he'd come on another trip and she'd bake bread continuously all the time she'd bake bread but one of these times I'll cook you one meal and then the rest of your meals get it for yourself every time you'd pass by she'd bake him bread she told her husband one time she says you know Elisha is a man of God and I want to bless him. I'm a handmaid of the Lord. not just do anything for God. And I want to build him a room on our house, so he'll have a place to lay down and rest when he comes. And uh, so her husband said, alright. And so they built a room on their house, just for Elisha, a prophet of God, when he'd come by. He'd bring, sometimes he'd bring Kehazi with him, his helper. Not all the time, but sometimes he'd bring him with him. And she'd cook bread for both of them and let them, all, let them rest. One day they were there, and he said, you know, this woman here this handmaid of the lord has done so much for me she is so good to me i never will forget one time i don't know i don't remember if i was in heaven or where i was at but i remember the lord telling me one time anybody that blesses you son i will bless them it was because of the anointing that he put up on me not because of me and i know when people send stuff to my office Maybe mean, it's what it is, if it's offerings, or what it is, or whatever it is, I know that God's going to bless them mightily, because the Lord told me that. He says, whoever blesses you, I'm going to bless them. But I know when I bless a certain ministry, if I bless Kith Hagin's ministry, because I know Brother Hagin, and I know him well, when I bless his ministry, God blesses me mightily. I tell you, when I bless ministries that's anointed of the Holy Ghost, when you bless them, I can, I can, I can give Brother Hagin's ministry a check for... Five thousand dollars, it won't be very long until God will give me fifty thousand somewhere. Just give me fifty thousand. I'll go somewhere and somebody will walk up to me and say, Here, God told me to give you a cheque for twenty-five thousand. I'll say, I believe it. <laughs> but he multiplies it over and over again. I say, you, you you cannot give God, you just can't do it. You, he, if you show God that you have a giving spirit and a free spirit, God will do anything for you. There's two things that God don't bless, and that's lazy people and stingy people. God don't bless stingy people, very little. He loves you, and he do it all He can, but He can't bless you very much. And the Shulamite woman was not stingy. Build a house, a room on her house, and bake him bread all the time. Elisha said, I want to do something for her. She's been so good to me. She don't have a child. She's barren. He says, Gehazi, go call that woman in here she went and called it he called her in there. he says uh handmaiden of the Lord you have been so good to me and you've done so much for me and I notice around the house here that you're barren you don't have a child um, in the time in the season in which it should happen I speak a child in for you I speak a child into existence for you and she said oh God she says no she says oh she says oh, she says, oh. But Elisha spoke it in. About nine months later, the child was born. A huh. little boy. He just spoke it into existence because she was so obedient to him. She never had a child before, and she, uh, when the child becomes thirteen years of age, in those days when the, and still is when a Jewish child becomes thirteen, they considered as a man. See, and they. They have a big party for him. So she sent him out to work on his thirteenth birthday. You can go with your daddy on his thirteenth. He's thirteen now, he's a man. So go with your daddy and begin to learn how to be the head of a family. You're considered a man now. You're not a child anymore, you're thirteen. So the little boy went out with his daddy, and the first day he went out with his daddy, he took a headache. Took a real bad headache. And his daddy said, Take him back to his mother. Take him back to his mother. And take him home back to his mother first time he'd been out there so he went back and he was sitting in his mother's lap she was holding him and he just fell over dead but she took the child she remembered it was Elisha is the one that spoke it into existence for her and told her she's gonna have a baby gonna have a child she took the dead child's body she just started wringing her hands like we flaky Americans have been taught when somebody dies, wring your hands and cry, and wring your hands and cry, and go, why, why, why did this happen to me? we bury all of them, order flowers. I don't know who ever taught us to do that, but it, it, was, our, it was our grandparents that taught us, to, our great-grandparents that taught us to do that. I don't know why they did that. That's out of the will of God totally, but uh, in, anyway, we do it anyway. You do it because your parents did it. They did it because their parents. They did it because their parents. But this woman wouldn't do that. What, happens, what would happen to my child if I didn't do it? Well, you just have to believe the Bible, my brother and sister, that's all. Know where your faith is at. Faith? You mean faith? Faith would get God to do something? Would that cause Jesus, would that cause God to do something for my dead child? All depends on what kind of faith you have. You can have faith to get to church, it won't do very much. All depends on what kind you have. And I mean, she laid the dead child upon Elisha's bed. And she went home, rejoicing in God, rejoicing in God, rejoicing in God. Would he let her stuff be sad, rejoicing in God. Well, how is everything? Everything is well with me. I have no problems at all. Everything is well. That's what makes faith work. You don't let that old sad spirit get a hold of you. Everything is well with me. Everything is well with me. It is well with me. It is well with me. It is well with me. Is well with me. And she started back. She said, well, I'm going to go back to see the men of God. Elias saw her coming. He said, Kehazi, there comes that Shodamite woman. Go ask her. Go ask her three things. Now listen closely. And you'll understand what makes faith work. Yeah. Go, ask, go ask three things. Go ask three things. You got to ask three things. Go ask three, she said, ask three, ask three things. Ask three things. Ask the woman three things. Ask her, ask her, how is her husband? Ask her, how is her home? Ask her, how is her child? So he went and asked her, Shoot about woman, handmaid to the Lord, how is thy child? How is thy husband? Everything is well with me. How is thy home? Everything is well. How is thy child? Everything is well. Everything is well. Everything is well. And her child had been dead for hours. She said, everything is well. If you could believe it, not doubt, Jesus said. If you could believe and not doubt he didn't say you could believe and not doubt but if you can believe and not doubt have you been delivered from yourself yet you have to be delivered from yourself to ever believe what god tells you and get god to perform miracles for you i could not believe the way i believe and get god to perform a miracle for my daughter i could not believe it i had to be delivered from all of my church teaching and all of my faith teaching be delivered totally and curse those things in his name and says now gross You can't stay in my house with my daughter. You dummies, get out of my house. Get out of my daughter's. Get off of my daughter's body. Get out! I said in Jesus' name. Get out! And you tell them to get out every day, every day, every day, every day. And I mean, she came to Elisha, and she put her face on his feet. And she began to say I will not take no for an answer I will not take no I have come and I'm telling you that my child is well my child is well my child is all well my child is well our child is well Gehazi said I'm going to get away from Elisha's feet and he tried to drag her Elisha said wait a minute wait just a minute I perceive in my spirit that she knows something that I don't know it's amazing when you get in the presence of God how much you find out that you don't know amazing and God told him says go up and lay your body on the dead child's body put your mouth on the dead child's mouth put your hands on the dead child's hands lay on top of it and he did and when he did the child sneezed it came back to life again why because the woman put her face on his feet and refused to take no for an answer she refused to take no for an answer absolutely refused to take no for an answer now you're going to see one of the most unusual invitations you've ever seen in your life. All the way across America, every pastor in this congregation right now, would you come please quickly? Keep the satellite on if you can just another minute or two. Every pastor in here, would you come and stand in the front? Every pastor, quickly, get up how you see it and come and stand here in front. Every pastor, come and stand here in front. We've got some pastors in here, Our workers, come and stand here in front. Angelo, come and stand in front. All of you pastors of churches out there, come and stand in front of your congregation and face your congregation. You elders of the church come and stand in front of your congregation and face your congregation. Face your congregation. Face your congregation. All right. Any of you pastors want to come and face the congregation? Give me some men over here then. Give me some men that come here and face the congregation. Come on men. Face the congregation. All right. You want God to perform a miracle for you tonight? All right, There they are. Do the same thing that you the woman did. Get up out of your seat. Get up out of your seat and come put your face on their feet and say, I will not let go. I want my miracle in Jesus' name. I will not let go. I want my miracle in Jesus' name. I will not let go. I want my miracle in Jesus' name. That's the way, honey. That's the way, Dolly. That's the way. Believe it. At least she believed it. All right? All of that across America. Get up out of your seat. Go down and put your face on their feet, on the man of God's feet. And say, I want my miracle. Run to, you, Run to the front of your church. 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 Run to it. Run to the front of your church.
1: I will tell them to do it in their church. Those yes. of you pastors across America, you come and stand in front of your congregation. And those of you that need a miracle in your church, you come and fall down at the men of God. See, there's anointing upon the men of God. Those anointing. that labor among you have anointing. a double anointing. anointing. And as you respond to the anointing, anointing and respect what God is doing, then God can come on the scene anointing. and minister to you. Anointing. Across America. Come,
0: on. come down in front of your church. Put your face on the man of God's feet. I claim my miracle. I claim my miracle. I claim my miracle in Jesus' name. I claim my miracle. Do it quickly. Do it quickly. Do it quickly in Jesus' name, do it quickly. Do it quickly in Jesus' name. Do it quickly. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord, Jesus, forever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
1: —
0: Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, Jesus, forever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come in front of your church. All the way across America, come in front of your church. And you get through praying for one, let them go back to the seat. Give that place to somebody else. The Spirit of God is coming all over the people here in front. The anointing of God is coming all over them here in Dallas, Texas in front. Over here, they're weeping and crying before the Lord. The anointing of God. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke, my brother and sister. The anointing of God that breaks the yoke in Jesus' name. The anointing that breaks the yoke. The anointing that breaks the yoke. The anointing that breaks the yoke. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: The anointing that breaks
0: the yoke.
1: The anointing that breaks
0: the yoke. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Hara boko shata mahanda. Sida baolo loko boyo tiki bi shidioto ko sosa kamahanda. La ba 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 yoto loko shadihanda. Sida baolo loko bosta ko baolo loko booye.
1: Banda ba yalo loko ba hadi. Hara
0: boko loko boşa. Banda loko mansha. Sida boko loko mansha. Hara boko loko bo. Shidiya boko loko boy. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus forever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 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 Remember, the handmaid of the Lord refused to take no for an answer. God says, I like that faith. Refuse to take no for an answer. I will not accept this. Don't accept that sickness. Don't accept that disease. Don't accept that what you need, that mountain. Don't accept it. Get a of your seat tonight. Come down from the altar of your church. Put your face on the feet of the men of God and say, agree with me. I need my miracle from God. The country do it now don't wait you watch God work the Holy Spirit will work and confirm it with signs me. you uh, thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord blessed be God forevermore blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be the name of the Lord God forever blessed be the name of the Lord yes
1: I've been
0: a lot of oppression from the enemy coming against me in different ways in jesus name
1: come out of her
0: i bind you satan and i command you turn this woman loose in the name of the lord jesus christ in jesus name i bind you and i command all oppression to leave her in the name of the lord jesus christ of nazareth thank you lord thank you lord thank you jesus lie sat behind this woman I'd
1: like to have a pray together that God is going to heal a bone growth in my mouth and heal my teeth. Alright, put your face right down
0: there. See, put your face, put your, put your hands on my shoes. Put your face. In Jesus' name, Lord, I agree that a special miracle in his bone, in his mouth, will be made normal in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth i agree jesus for him it is done in the name of the lord jesus christ of Nazareth. it is done thank you lord for doing it we agree jesus it is done it is done we agree jesus it is done put your hands on my feet honey put your face down I agree in Jesus' name for my sister. Now you see that, yeah. All right, now across America, do you see that? The moment she put her face on her hands on top of my feet, God's power hit her supernaturally. The moment she did it, God's power just engulfed her. God's shaking her like a leaf, and she'll receive what she wants from God. The Scripture only works for you when you obey it. Obey it. That's all. Just don't, don't try to figure it out. Just obey it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving it to my sister, in Jesus' name. That's right. Yes. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. The special miracle is hers in Jesus' name. The special miracle is in yours. You've got it. My sister, you've got it. In Jesus' name, you've got it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, then, turn right here and praise the Lord for it. Thank the Lord for it. Thank you,
1: Lord. You see, God's power all over her. God gave it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> in Jesus name in Jesus name thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus need a special miracle for the child
1: Yes, thank you
0: Lord thank you Lord stretch your hand out here congregation this is a civil policy case in Jesus name I lay my hands on this child in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I bind you in Jesus name I bind you and I command you turn the child loose in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, are you the parents? Are you the mother? All right, the Lord says, "Well, get it obey the Scripture. Put you, put you, put your hands on my feet. Put your face on your hands. Put the child on top of her. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for a special miracle. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, thank you, Lord. See, that's how He's healing." He'll heal. He'll, he'll heal the child totally. Uh, he...